The meeting of two minds on the Badger Shelf. We'll set the world to rights and try to find more Badger puns. Welcome to the Badger Shelf. Hello, 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 one and all, and welcome to episode 21 of the Badger Shelf. Greetings, fellow people with ears. Everyone that listens is welcome. Uh, and having seen this slight burst in popularity after your television performance, we have we have listeners from all over the globe now. It's quite extraordinary, isn't it? You know, uh, are we going to have to have this translated into different languages like Harry Potter, you know? Into a thousand languages and get it spread across the world. I think we'll have to you get you people... properly translated into English first. <coughs> I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna say, do people understand this at all to begin with? <laughs> oh dear! It's just like, like one of these like creepy old kids shows from the sixties where they're just like, and then we'll just have a narrator explain the intent of our ramblings. <laughs> and it just makes it I much easier to, to translate around the world because they can just make up what we're saying. Yeah, just whack anything on top. <laughs> but uh, that's, a good, that's a good odd turn. Uh, but yes, as as discussed, um, our last episode was on the cusp of, of your television performance. And we, oh, can, we can talk about this now. Oh, yeah, because like. We recorded it before it aired, so we couldn't really discuss it. Um, but yeah, what an excitement. What a bloody business. That was exciting. We had a, a lovely watch party at a local pub, and um, well, the atmosphere was electric, to say the least. Mmm. Zap, zap, zap. <laughs> Zappity zap. <laughs> if you uh, don't know what we're talking about... I was on a little program called I Literally Just Told You, hosted by Jimmy Carr, who you might have heard of, and it was very good fun. Mad little quiz show thing. Mad little quiz. Mad little quiz, bruv. Of course, uh, if, 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 you've not, if you've not watched it, um, skip ahead. Um, but for those of you who have watched it, I'm sure you enjoyed the lovely cameo from myself right at the end. The greatest part of the show. That was everyone's highlight. <laughs> when we had a invited down to, to watch Jimmy Carr in London and Eddie had literally zero suspicion. <laughs> I was actually like having such a go at you for not being suspicious the entire way down. I know. You were you were you know, determined that something was up. Shenanigans was like, were afoot. I could smell it. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're, we're two very different sides of a coin. <laughs> I'm very trusting to a point of gullibleness, whereas <laughs> you're like sus of everyone because you're king of the pranks. What? Um, no. You know? <laughs> well, I just thought it was a lovely gesture. I thought, oh, we'll go down, we'll go and see the show, we'll meet him, it'll be great. In um, hindsight, we shouldn't have drank for so so long before going to the show. Yeah, the fact that we were drinking from breakfast in the airport, probably not the move. Not <laughs> not the smoothest move, no. <laughs> I mean, thank but God. Damn it, we were actual... Scotsmen on holiday. It's the done thing. <laughs> you know, we had to show London what was. 
we had an impression to make and, you know, um, a reputation to uphold. Although, I mean, I'm, they edited out a lot of stuff on the show. And I think they did make me look pretty good, thankfully, because for a lot of time on that stage, I was a bit of a madman uh, <laughs> thinking back to it. So, yes, God bless. God bless the editors. Oh, yes. Yeah, that was like a good like five, ten minutes you were up on the stage. He was talking about stuff. Oh, yeah. And they cut it down to like three sentences. <laughs> oh, but no, it was, it was incredibly good. Incredibly good. We have had, you know, my social media's gone insane. The Badger Shelf social media's gone insane. We've got all these new Twitter followers. The, like, listener count has gone through the roof. Uh, hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Hello, all the new people. It is lovely you know, to hear from you. Join the Discord. Get on, yeah, get on Discord. Find us on Facebook, etc. Join the party, guys. I think the Instagram has seen quite a lot of, quite a lot of attention. Ooh, yes. Uh, and your TikTok a... has exploded. Oh my god, yeah. I like, um, so I realised that my TikTok hadn't, like, people hadn't found me on that. My Twitter followers went up, my Instagram followers went up, um... But my TikTok, no one had really found me on that. So what I did was I edited down some clips from the show and I uploaded them. Um, very lazy bit of content. I just put it out there. And overnight, I got like so many tens of thousand views. And now it's on like 160,000 or something. Ludicrous like that. That is uh, actually ridiculous. It's, it's let me see, um, 149.2 thousand views. Although between, 11. between the, 2, the four clips, likes. we're sitting on like 180. Oh my god. And my followers on TikTok, I've gained like 300 odds over this week, which is extraordinary. It's madness. Um, I mean, uh, you know, it's not massive in terms of TikTok. People have millions of followers. But to me, to little Eddie McKenzie, it's life-changing. It's revolutionary. It, it I is. I appreciate... I appreciate every one of you. Thank you very much. Oh, oh dear. What an exciting week. Two, three weeks? Uh, nearly, it's nearly been a month. Goodness me. <laughs> it, oh, Start God, of it, January. It's, it's just been madness since then. It was three weeks on Thursday. Eddie, wow. once again, what have I told you about telling people when we record these? It's an illusion. Anyway... <laughs> We are we're back. We're still going. It's it's the second podcast of the year. We're keeping strong, and we've got a bloody theme again. We something. do have a theme, and it's not even TV or movies for the first time in a while. We've pivoted. We've pivoted had a once think. again. Andrew's had a think. <laughs> Andrew thought last night of a topic, <laughs> um, and we've decided to talk, considering some recent headlines about music. Ooh. Now, let's more start so on. like the important music, like the music that gets us. Yeah, so the music that's been influential in our in our lives and general development as a person. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, one of the cornerstones of that has recently passed away. Oh my God, we lost we lost a great man this week, last week, and the worst oh. thing about. Losing meatloaf was finding out he was anti-vax. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, 
Yeah, I've known about this because he came out in some interviews and did some weird stuff last year. And I sort of chalked it up to him being, you know, late 70s and a bit mad. But Mm. um, it's still unfortunate. Oh, it's so sad. But yes, um, Meatloaf has always been quite an important uh, musical figure to us growing up. Oh my god, massive, you know? Um, I think, I, I honestly couldn't tell you, in our late teens, a single night out that didn't end with us stumbling up the hill towards our respective houses singing Bat Out of Hell. <laughs> yes! Dear listener, Andrew and I lived five minutes away from each other in Inverness. Not even that. Uh, not not even minutes. that. And we shared like a road most of the way. So we would have our we would have our takeaway in hand or whatever we were eating. Sometimes sometimes no kebab if we were out late enough. Oh. Oh. And we, we it took from the bottom of the hill in town to home to sing the entirety of Bat Out of Hell. And sing it we did. <laughs> sing it we did. Often every and part terribly. every every musical line. Oh god. The solos. <laughs> we were the terror of Crown. God, those poor, poor people. Poor old people that live up on that hill. <laughs> they did not know peace for many years when we turned eighteen. Nah. <laughs> so yes, that that's always going to be my my first thought of of Meatloaf. Oh, it's it's iconic, and that that was his songs. You know, it 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 was inspiring. It was anthemic. You know, they just lifted you up. They were powerful bits of music. Yes. And I, I, I... Pardon me, yes. Um, yeah, no, he's going to be incredibly missed. And it's just uh, so infuriating that uh, he had to go out the way he did. Yeah. Like a bat out of hell. Oh, dear. <laughs> As is often the case when uh, a figure like this dies, I sort of go into a bit of a spiral listening to a lot of their stuff, you know, a lot of the times as well, like um, when when Bowie died, I hadn't really listened to him for a while, and then holy shit, it's all I listened to for months after that. So I've been enjoying exploring the Meatloaf back catalogue, and um, one thing I realised that I hadn't realised before is that all the music videos for all the singles off the Bat Out of Hell album are, like, consecutive they're all filmed. They must have all been filmed on the same day. It's all the same stage. It's the band. It's Meatloaf. And every single, it's as if he's performing it on the stage. And I was watching through these videos like, wait a minute. What? And I'd never seen this before. So Now, you say that, but I'm pretty sure I used to be in possession of a Bow of Hell DVD. Oh my or god! Or VHS. I can't remember how long ago this was, and it was literally just all of the the videos. Oh, wow! But that, that was him. He was, you know, he was a showman first, and he came from the acting world, and he became a musical god. Um, of course, he was in the Rocky Horror Show as Eddie. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> spelled wrong, of course. Eddie, I.e., incorrect. Um, it should have a Y. That's the correct spelling of Eddie. Uh, there are many people that have been calling you Eddie with an IE online. 
recently uh, has been so entertaining because I know every time it, you see it, you die a little inside. It just, it just hurts. Yeah. Hurts me inside. Um, I, I mean, I've made it difficult for myself by going anywhere the way, but um, <laughs> I am nothing if not an awkward bean. The problem is, like, uh, I think you're probably the first Eddie I would have met. So to me, Eddie with a Y is the default. Yeah. But I think I think it is, yeah. I don't I don't know if it's technically incorrect, but that's how I've always spelled it. And I refuse to spell it IE now. Um Did you just initially copy it from Ed Ed and Eddie? Yes, that must have been it. Eddie with the Y. Yeah, it's probably more of an American way of spelling it. Um, you filth. <laughs> but yeah, um Meatloaf, like so many of the people I love, is just a weird little chunky theatre kid who proved that anyone can rock and roll, baby. It's amazing. He certainly did. Yeah. Oh. Oh, and in fact, another another amazing, amazing appearance by Meatloaf um, as Jack Black's father in the Tenacious <gasps> D pick, pick of Destiny. I mean, talk about worlds colliding! Like, that <laughs> is, that is the, like, focal point of every inspiration of me. Just go! When I saw that movie for the first time, I was still in secondary school. I was still in high school. I was like 17, 16, 17. Oh, it blew me away. Oh my god. Meatloaf as Jack Black's father. I'd never seen anything more perfect in all my <laughs> life. Ah! It was quite a quite a thing. It was beautiful. Mm. I mean, touching on the concept of songs bringing us together and, uh, you know, you and I singing along to things. When I was home recently for Christmas, we were in the car doing uh, uh, important secret mission things. And um, we had the Tenacious D Pick a Destiny album on in the car. And we were singing along to all of that. And it's yes, just such I... a... It's such a powerful thing, music, when you share it with people, and you know, you just you just sing along, and it, oh, it's joyful, beautiful. It's quite a it's quite a bizarre thing with me, music, because I've never been a, a musical person. Um, I, I, I could I could attempt to play the, the keyboard at one point in history. Mm, um, yes, it has definitely been quite a focal point of our our friendship. Yeah, I would definitely say so. Music has always played. A massive part, hmm. which is interesting, yeah. You know, just from the sort of sing-along aspect. Like sing-along <laughs> aspect. Well, we, we did used to play in a in a youth band at one point. Oh, yes, we did play play at the church, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was quite. Yes. Um, and, uh, yeah, obviously we did a radio show. We did show write playing, a little. Uh... Playing as little music as possible. And, yes, as you say, we have <laughs> written some songs. <laughs> we'll touch on them later on. Oh, God. Oh, uh, but yeah, like, I mean, I suppose that's how most people form friendships when they're young. They find things that they like and they go, I like that too. Yay. It's <laughs> like in, it's like the story in Step, uh, the scene in Step Brothers. When they're like, what's your favorite dinosaur? Uh, what's your favorite movie? <laughs> you know, it's these moments that bring people together. Yeah. And yeah. great Great music like these people that just, you know, you've got to put everything into it. It takes all your joy and brings it out of you. It's, it, it brings people together. It's beautiful. Yeah. The power of rock and roll. It has all the power. And um, interesting, actually, talking about Meatloaf there and his kind of anti-vax thing, um, 
reminds me of um, the other recent headlines is a similar thing where Neil Young has taken his music off Spotify because of Joe Rogan being a ponce. Yep. <laughs> Which is interesting because they, Neil Young and Meatloaf are very similar in age. They're both kind of late 70s. They came up in the 70s, you know, slightly different types of musicians, you know, but very much people I both respect. Um, and the story of Neil Young is very interesting. It's all coming out. You know, he had polio as a kid before there was any vaccines and it really affected him. Mm. Um, most of his family have suffered from like various uh, chronic illness. Um, he does a lot of work with charities for children fighting illness. So he's like a legitimate guy and he just took a stand he was like nope i've had enough joe rogan's talking bollocks i will not be on the same platform as him and uh i mean fair enough fair enough you know um and i'm absolutely team young because if anything it's shown um the sort of douchebags who listen to joe rogan because they're all trying to you know tear down a, a lovely 70 year old folk musician in the comments yeah and it's like boys boys not the vibe it's not the vibe should should we take ourselves off spotify now as well well i <laughs> this is this is something i was looking at but i mean uh, this is something we, we probably should consider if they don't uh, backtrack on this yeah i had i had been meaning to mention this and i forgot but um i mean we don't really you know get enough revenue on spotify anyway to make it worthwhile we get zero so revenue, we, revenue from spotify so we could easily just withdraw as a kind of solidarity thing. But, um, I mean, Spotify anyway, I've been pissing people off for years because they are just terrible for artists. Yes, I um, they have backtracked on a few things over the years, so I'm hoping they'll wise up before it causes too much damage. But, yeah. It's quite extraordinary. Because Joni Mitchell as well, she's done the same. She's... Uh, She's standing with uh, Mr. Young. So it's interesting. We'll see, you know, the power that people have over these massive uh, organizations, organizations, well, companies. Until know. until we take make the decision of whether to stay or go, <laughs> we, we'll, our message will be get vaccinated, get boosted. <laughs> exactly. Or boost 10. Get vaxxed or boost 10. That is the, that is the vibe. That is. Um, but yeah, I mean... Yeah, be be uh, be as fabulous as Meatloaf in every aspect of life, apart from the questionable um, anti-vax aspects. But um, uh, <laughs> in every other way, he was a very cool dude. Well, this is the thing. It also goes to show that just because you acknowledge someone's skill, talent, appreciate the artistic uh, endeavours they've put out into the world, and you respect them as a person, you don't have to follow absolutely everything they believe in. Oh yeah, you know this is there. Uh, you don't just follow someone blindly because you have this this love for them. You know he's made the decision to not support vaccines. Make up your own mind, or do what we tell exactly. you. Cause that's better. <laughs> yes, you should always question your heroes. Apart from us, apart from us, we're beyond questioning. <laughs> oh dear, oh, it's all yes, it's all very sad, but I'm. I'm over the I'm over the hump now. I was very it, it really affected me, Meatloaf. Oh my god! Like I was I was yeah distraught. I actually um, but, uh, I found out because our our good friend Dave, who's mentioned often in this podcast, um, posted a link in our in a group chat 
about it, and I was so unfairly <laughs> mad at him. Oh my god, yeah! That's how he that. That's the first thing I saw when I woke up, was his message. I mean, he could have probably broken ruined. it a bit gentler, but oh. oh, I was so mad at him for like the rest of the week. He was. He literally posted the link and said, "Meatloaf's dead," and it was. <laughs> it, I just woke up and saw this notification, and I I didn't want to get out of bed. I was like, "What? Ah, oh, that little piece of crap." Yeah, fuck you, Dave. Ah, oh, David, like no bedside manner, you know. <laughs> Oh, oh Dave was a doctor. It's just, I mean, again, it's the same way I found out that Bowie had died. I woke up and saw the notification. It was like, ah, oh, the day is already ruined. You know, yeah. I've not even gotten out of bed. I can, and... just, I can just imagine David like working in a hospital, like going into a patient's room and saying, "Well, I've got good news and bad news. The bad news is you've got cancer. The good news won't be for long." <laughs> oh, I mean. It's thorough, you know. He gets the message out there. Oh, oh. Dave, don't God get into medicine. <laughs> that is just oh, appalling. Appalling. But you were circling back to what you said about taking a deep dive into his music. Um, I definitely did a very similar thing when another musical great died not too long ago. Now, uh, Charlie Daniels. Oh yes. And of course, another one of his songs is one that. That united us as as younger men. Uh, the <laughs> devil went down to Georgia. What a tune! What a tune! What a tune! And yeah, I'd, I I'd listened to quite a bit of his stuff, but when he died, it sort of hit me, and I went, "Right, that's it. I'm listening to everything." <laughs> just sort of took him as a as an artist for granted. You know, he's just always been there. Yeah, that's what happens. You don't know what you've got till it's gone. <sighs> Yep. What were some of the what were some of the choice cuts apart from Devil Went Down to Georgia? What other chestnuts has he got? Oh well, uh, still in Saigon. That's Ooh. quite a quite a well known one. It's also quite highly praised at the time for being a. I think how accurate a portrayal it was of living with PTSD. Um, oh, I think I've heard this actually. Yes, this is ringing a bell. Um, I think I probably told you after I was looking into the song. But yeah. um, <laughs> uh, that's a song I'd actually heard years prior, but didn't realise it was him. Um, Long-haired Ooh. country boy. That's another really good one. That's just oh, his um, rebellious side shining through. Uh-huh. Oh, there's some absolute crackers by the man. Yes. There's one I Proper. always forget the title of, so I added it to all my playlists so I wouldn't lose it. Um. I'm just quickly looking it up now. Mm-hmm. You 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 prattle on for a bit while I look this up. <laughs> there, um, I mean, talking about that, talking about the Saigon, the long-haired thing. Um, you f- you find that country music has a weird reputation these days, where people think it's you know it's either big stadium vapidness, where people are wearing brand new jeans and boots and singing about jeeps and cowgirls. Or it's, you know, the Deep South, and it's got weird um, kind of undertones. But proper country, like outlaw country, like Johnny Cash, Charlie Daniels' outlaw country, is has always been a rebellious thing. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you listen to, like, um, Johnny Cash, some of his outbursts live, where he's yelling about, like, 
the Confederacy and racism and like, um, he, like back in like the eighties, he was talking about like gender and sexuality and all sorts of stuff, mm. and um, really polarizing the country music uh, community. And um, I, there are some really cool artists now that I follow who are the same, who are you know outlaw country, who are not right wing, beer swilling, jeep selling maniacs like. Um, Jeff, what's he called? That really polished country guy who's who's like the epitome of everything that's wrong with country music. Oh, that's but, a good question. Can't remember his name. But yeah, it used to be that, you know, the music of the people, of the working class, of the blue collar, in the dirt, grit under your fingernails type music. It was soul. It was incredible. <laughs> I've, I've, I found that song. It's called Uneasy Rider. Ooh. Um... Oh, I, I love it. It's, it's basically a story of him breaking down in this proper redneck town and being too liberal and like trying to survive. And it's <laughs> hilarious. Um, go listen Ooh. to it. After this, go listen to Uneasy Rider. Uneasy Rider. Let me pop that into Google mm. so I can see it. Oh, oh. So yeah, I just went on an absolute Charlie Daniels binge. He's just insane. Like... Every member of that band was like at the top of their game. Crazy stuff. And yeah, Dave went down to Georgia on my top five all-time songs. Yeah, um, I don't. Yeah, I can't think of a time when we wouldn't have listened to that back in the day. Yeah, like any time we loaded up Rocket League or um, Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket Power Battle Cars, as it was called in our youth. Oh, sorry, what was that name um, again? A Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket Power Battle Cars. Oh, of course, um, Supersonic Acrobatic you know. Rocket Power Battle Cars. <laughs> All you kids these days with your Rocket Leagues, we had to suffer through Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket Power Battle Cars. <laughs> yeah, by the time you'd asked someone if you wanted to play it with them, they'd ran out of time in the day. <laughs> do, do, <laughs> do you want to play some Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket Power Battle Cars? Oh, shit, it's midnight. <laughs> you know? <laughs> But, but any time that we would sit down and load up a game of supersonic acrobatic rocket power battle cars, Devil Went Down to Georgia was almost always like the first song on the playlist. The game and on PS3 just... had such an amazing feature that you just didn't see enough of at the time, where you go into the menu and you go, right, you can either have the built-in music or whatever MP3s you've got loaded up on the system. Oh, yeah. So that was amazing. It was amazing, yeah, revolutionary. Just put your own tunes on. Who wants to hear their music? So we'd often, like, obviously because it would just kind of start from the same point all the time, we'd often start playing to Paradise City. Oh, Guns yes. And Roses. Convoy. Convoy. and Down. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, Iron Maiden, a lot of that oh, stuff. A lot of Iron Maiden, a lot of AC. A lot AC. of Iron Maiden. <laughs> and Meatloaf. All right. Oh, just that was it, and you were just pumped, you know. You were playing Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket Power Battle Cars, which isn't exactly a, a low energy game to begin with, <laughs> but uh, you know, the concept of tiny rocket powered cars knocking a big metal ball around a park, yeah, it's not, you it's know, like if, if, easy going. If, if anyone out there hasn't played Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket Power Battle Cars or Rocket League, um, <laughs> the concept is you're essentially playing football with. Uh, remote control cars okay mm. that's the basic concept now fill the, the uh, cars with nitrous and just blast them <laughs> everywhere 
and then fill the ball with explosives, and it explodes anytime you score a goal, <laughs> sending everyone nearby to the winds. <laughs> and the cars can fly. The cars can fly, obviously, because <laughs> they're rocket powered. They're rocket powered. They're supersonic acrobatic rocket powered battle cars. And if you drive into someone fast enough, they literally explode into debris. Yes! Because they're battle cars. <coughs> you can also do little tricks in the air because they're acrobatic. <laughs> they are, after all, supersonic, supersonic acrobatic, acrobatic rocket powered battle cars. <laughs> they, I can't believe the cowards changed the name for the sequel. It's so upsetting. It is so upsetting. It could have been, it could have been Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket Power Battle Cars 2, the cowards. With like a ridiculously long tagline. <laughs> oh, Nitrosonic. Oh, it could have been amazing. <laughs> but I, I suppose Rocket League is, you know, easy, e easier to say, cowards. It's much easier to say. Um, also, it is, it's more about the, the online tournaments side of thing. It is more like a league format. Yeah. But, you know, yes, cowards entirely. And the theme tune, the theme tune for that game was amazing. It was... Super Sonic Acrobatic Rock and Pop Battle Cars! It was... Oh. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I was like coming across it, I thought, this looks interesting. I think I downloaded the free demo. Mm. And like on, on PlayStation, if you like hover over some games, it would start playing like a a wee clip in the background of them, like a wee trailer. And mm. for for this game, it, it was just that tune, and I was like, oh my god, this is getting played to complete. <laughs> just amazing. Uh, and that, that, that's essentially the root of uh, uh, this duo, is gaming meets music. And that combination with, you know, some good films alongside as well. When yeah, they have with, enough. like, films and comedy shows. and Yeah, but the, the dichotomy of gaming and music together, zonk, is such a powerful bond. It was. It's an amazing thing. So, yes, like, the, the, the ties of our music together is definitely Meatloaf, mm. Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket Power Battle Cars, ah. and another artist, Segway Time. Ooh. Another artist who featured extremely heavily in the playlist for that game, who's also getting a film made about his life. Oh my goodness, yes. The illustrious Weird Al Yankovic. Ah! What a friggin' guy. Oh, like, yeah. I've, I've definitely, like, listened extensively to everything he's ever done. <laughs> oh, and it, yeah... I think well, it was a few years ago now, went down and saw him live in Glasgow. Oh, God. Which Eddie, unfortunately, couldn't make. Oh, God. And haunts him to this day. It's like the biggest regret of my life, man. And you've seen his face. <laughs> the shame. Oh, the, uh, utter, the utter shame, knowing you. But um, If well, I had, like, a one-use time machine, I wouldn't stop Hitler... I'd go and see Weird Al Yankovic live. You know, that it's a greater sin to not have seen Weird Al than anything Hitler did. Would you not like use kind of. use the reward money for killing Hitler to like send to you to your future self, and then like, oh, this has to be used for this concert on this date. Oh, actually, maybe <laughs> yes. 
Okay, this is why, yeah, this is why it's a combo deal. Because I'm not a thoughts man. I'm an action man. Especially in your brains. <laughs> Smooth plastic. Anyway. Good lord. <laughs> Nothing but nubbin. And... <laughs> oh, weird Al Friggin Yankovic oh, is incredible. Is, is someone that you introduced me to, I'm pretty sure. Because, no, would I? I'm, I, I, I either. It's either that I saw the white and nerdy music video, and that's how I got into him. But I think you'd already I given me the Dare to Be Stupid album. Yeah, I think you saw that, and then you're like, oh my god, this video. And I'm like, ha ha ha, floodgates. Because it was all around the same time. It was like, so it was definitely like third year, because I was in chemistry with uh, Mr. Hay. And I remember, <laughs> I it was like MySpace or something, because it was back then. And somebody, Bebo. somehow, somehow I saw the white and nerdy music video. It must have been on like E-Bombs World or something. And I was suddenly like, who the fuck is Weird Al Yankovic? And then you must have been, <laughs> pull up a seat, young man. Let me fucking fill you in. Because this was back in the day when, you know, Nobody knew who Weird Al was unless you bought his albums from America or yeah, he, he, had been lucky enough. He's been a massive, massive player in the music scene in the States since, like, the 70s. Yeah, like, all through the 70s, 80s, he had, like, the huge Michael Jackson parody videos. Um, but if you lived in Britain, you almost had no idea unless you accidentally found him or somebody told you about him. Oh, like, he's incredible. It, it was the white and nerdy, and then we would have watched the Transformers movie, and that was the dare to be stupid. So you definitely gave me that album. Oh, I can't remember exactly how it started, but I'm pretty sure you were involved. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because then that album came out straight out of Linwood, and that oh, was pretty yeah. much all that you, me, and David listened to for, like, uh, months. At least a summer. Like, oh, my God. Anywhere we went, we had that blaring out. Weasel stomping day. Weasel stomping day. <laughs> oh my god, the video. <laughs> uh. I still, I still love when people haven't listened to that yet and just seeing their reactions when the sound effects start. <laughs> Stretch D. So I I'd been exposed to to Mr. Yankovic many, uh, many years before that as quite a young person. Oh, um, yeah. I think my dad had made me like a a CD of some random songs, and the night Santa went crazy was on it. <laughs> yes, and that was incredible. That was like completely redefined what I thought of comedy music. Mm. Because up until that point, um, Colin Campbell was my the extent of my experience, who's a very, very local reference. Yeah. He's very, like, west coast of Scotland. But yeah, Weird Al. And I think the, the most incredible thing about him is that he's been on the go for so long and hasn't been a monster. Oh, my God. Like, for the majority of celebrities, they've done something. It's whether or not what they've done has um, offended you personally. But, it is yeah. insane that Weird Al has been 
a, a, a professional musician for nearly like 50 decades. 50 decades! Five decades! 500 years. <laughs> He's been here since the days of Babylon. Um, like, to have been in the music industry actively for so long and like no dirt, no scandals, not a bad word to be said about him. Like, he's the music industry's Paul Rudd. He's so wholesome. <laughs> and everyone loves him. And he and he's not aging either. Oh my god! He's Paul Rudd. Honestly, he looks younger now than he did like thirty years ago. It's ridiculous. Yeah, when he had his little eighties haircut and his mustache and stuff. And his glasses and things. He looked much older. Ah. Oh. Like Oh, it's it's a, it's a bit weird. He was never as as big here, but uh, in the states, he's like a force of nature. Oh you know? yeah, like um, a great story is the, the 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 moment the moment where he finally accepted in his own head that he was famous and he'd made it. Whereas then he walked into us into a party like a Hollywood party. There's people mingling all over the place, famous people. And he's like, oh my god. I shouldn't be here. I'm not famous enough. When all of a sudden someone goes, oh my God, it's Weird Al, and goes over to him, and it was Paul McCartney. Oh, oh, oh. oh my God. You know, and he was That's... like, all right, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe I'm famous. Yeah. <laughs> when Paul McCartney knows who you are. I really hope, for... I really hope they have a, a scene of that in the new Weird Al movie that's coming out. Oh, Oh my god, yes. Um, so yes, Daniel Radcliffe is going to be starring as Mr. Yankovic Mr. himself. Yankovic. <laughs> yeah, I'm quite intrigued by this casting. Yeah. Pretty cool. So it's going to be like a, a biopic, isn't it? It's going to be like the, the life of Weird Al. Yeah, like your We Were Rock Yous and Rocket Mans of late. Yeah, actually, yeah. It'll be the life of. They're very in right now, very in. I mean, if it's as good as Rocket Man, it'll be dynamite. <laughs> and it's weird else, so it's gonna be amazing anyway. It is, and I think Daniel Radcliffe's actually quite a good fit. Yeah. He was also he's got personally the look. selected by Al, so yeah. you know. He's he's got the look about him. I can I'm sure once they put the wig on him, it'll be perfect. But he's also got that weirdness, you know, Daniel Radcliffe of late has been a real freaky deaky guy. Oh, Which like is, some uh, of his roles, like uh, Guns Akimbo and Swiss Army Man. Yeah! Like, the magical farting corpse. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, like, he, he's, he's taken all this, like, fame from doing Harry Potter and decided he's only going to do stuff that makes him happy. Mm. Which is, like, it's just incredible. He's made bank, he's happy, he's got his, you know, he's set for life. And he's just going around being a weird little guy. He's going around being a little freaky dude. And it's amazing. Oh. I think he was in, um, was it Now You See Me 2? Oh, I've not seen that one. Ooh, I can't remember. Now You See Me, the, one with the magicians all pulling heists. I've seen the first one. Ah, yeah. Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg in there. Yeah, yeah. So he's in, he's in yeah. the sequel as the villain. Oh. He's incredible in that. Just unhinged. <laughs> okay. I'll need um, to give that a watch. Oh, yes. Ooh. But yeah, Weird Al, what an icon. Man. That show, though, in Glasgow, 
Not to keep uh-huh. mentioning it and keep making you weep. <laughs> but he did he did like forty odd songs and had a costume change for every one. What? It was just there's I've never been to a show like it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Holy shit. And you missed it. I don't you know, I try not to live a life of regret. I don't look back and wish I could change most many things, but that Oh god, that. I'll take it to my grave, the the shame, you know? I'll ingrain it into my children. This deep shame. And they'll experience it and they won't know why, but they'll have this guilt. <laughs> It'll be like Catholic guilt, but you know, missing weird owl guilt. Ah, <laughs> uh. generations from now. There'll be yeah. young Mackenzies <laughs> passing on to like, oh, now if you ever get a chance to see Weird Al in concert, you have to go for it. But but great grandfather, who is Weird Al? I have no idea, my child. All I know is this, this has been passed down through many generations. <laughs> the prophecies foretold of his return. Oh Jesus! But to be honest, in in reality, like uh, a few hundred years from now, Weird Al will still be kicking about and will look probably about five years younger. Yeah, he's some kind of immortal demigod. I'm pretty sure hmm. it's obscene. Like, no one should play the accordion that well. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I mean, you're, you're quite correct. Um... All the power comes from his hair. We must take his hair and he'll perish, like an Indiana Jones Nazi. <laughs> we'll just melt. Oh, dear. But we won't do that. Um, anyway, this Weird Al content feels like it's um, almost entirely for... If you're listening, Chloe, um, who is a fellow Weird Al weirdo um, and a regular listener of the show. So there you go. Bada bing. Mm. Oh, I just love it. It's so good. And he's just such a lovely guy. And his story is amazing. He was just like a weird little kid who loved music and made music and became a rock star god. Yeah. It's amazing. Again, you know, it's the same sort of thing as Meatloaf. It's like a weird little nerd who became a god. One one of the points, actually, where I was like incredibly proud of being a Weird Al fan was uh, several years ago when it was kind of coming to light all like the Jeffrey Epstein and uh, oh, who's the the producer guy that was also horrible? horrible oh, Weinstein. Um, Weinstein, yeah, Miramax, yeah. yeah. And there was all these other ones that are sort of coming to light. Mm. And it was like, who would have thought that... Uh, a man called Weird Al is the only person in Hollywood you'd be happy leaving your kids with. <laughs> yeah. And then there was a picture circulating around um, of Weird Al with two dead hookers. Did you see that? Oh my God, what? Yeah, he was just, it, literally, he started it. And uh, <laughs> he, he, he was in a cemetery next to two gravestones that had, both people had the surname Hooker. Uh, <laughs> oh! He's just he's just got the best sense of humour. He's just yeah. He's an unstoppable machine. I love him. Oh. God damn weird Al. He's just incredible. Um I'm very much looking forward to that movie. That'll definitely be a cinema watch. Oh yeah. It's a movie, isn't it? It's not a TV thing, it's a, a movie. No, it, it's gonna be like like Rocket Man and all these like it's like a dramatization of his life. Nice. Nice, nice, nice. 
Nice, nice, nice. Ah, uh, it's like the stories that he tells of you know, like he he was like making breakfast and Prince phones him up or <laughs> like to let him use his song. It's just like ah, uh, what's the story he tells about Kurt Cobain? Uh, I don't know if it was Kirk Bain or someone else that said um, that they didn't feel like they'd actually made it in music until Weird Al had parodied them. I think that's Kurt Cobain. I think that's what it was. Like that was the proudest moment of his life was when <laughs> Weird Al covered, parodied "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Yeah, uh, and it was, it, yeah, it was something like that. Like Michael Jackson or something. Never let anyone do anything to his songs apart from Weird Al. You know, it's that kind of lineage. Yeah, it's this legacy of of trust that people have in this man. It is, it is he's incredible. A, he's a saint. He's a modern-day saint, you know. <laughs> he, he should be uh, put on every pedestal. Every pedestal in the land. <laughs> Any pedestal going, get him on top of it, son. Oh, man. I love him. Uh, well, that said, um, Paul McCartney did deny him using one of his songs in a parody. Oh, so Weird Al wanted to parody the Wings song Live and Let it Die. Yeah. As Chicken Pot Pie. Oh, yes! But Paul went, um, could you not make it about chicken? Because I'm a vegetarian. And he couldn't, uh... he couldn't figure out how to rewrite it, so he scrapped the idea. <laughs> Jeez. That could have been amazing. Oh, yes. Uh... Oh, yes. That was... What an absolute legacy the man has. It's just unreal. The way that his brain works, you know? Because it's not just the parodies. The parodies are what kind of made him big. But all his original songs are so clever. Oh, they're just fantastic. Like, obviously, if pe- people are getting into Weird Al, they'll hear a parody of a song they know, and that's how that's generally how it starts. They're gateway songs. Yeah. They get you hooked. <laughs> and then you start hearing ones like Genius in France or... Mm. Uh, virus Bob. Alert. Oh, Virus Alert. I love that one. <laughs> Hardware you. Store. Hardware store is like consistently in like the the top lists of fastest rap songs mm. because of that fucking bit. Man's got sick bars. Man does have sick bars. The one that really hooked me was "Don't Download This Song," <laughs> which I heard because I downloaded it from his official website. Yeah, he put it out for free. <laughs> he put it out for free, and he's like, "Download this song," and it's called "Don't Download." <laughs> And it was amazing! And it's obviously about pirating music. Yeah. And it's like bizarrely massively in favour of pirating music. Yeah! There's all the lines about if you don't buy my album, how do I afford a second gold Mercedes and stuff? Solid gold Humvee. Yeah! (laughs) Diamond studded swimming pools. These things don't grow Mm. on trees. He's always been just on the right side of every moment in history. Yep. He is. Ah, uh, just if you're looking for like a moral compass, whatever Weird Al does, baby, he knows. Uh, yes. Just emulate Weird Al, like we tried to do when we were younger. We, oh my god. Yeah. Segway <laughs> upon segway upon segway. Sieg. So many, many moons ago. Um, Tantra, please. Over a decade ago. Oh, God. That's right. Um, <laughs> after... When we were young. When we were young. When we were too <laughs> young. In fact, this is probably before we even started drinking. Mm. Which is horrifying. 
uh, the two of us and Dave spent uh, spent a week out in the out in the middle of nowhere. Walking. Oh no, this we were drinking at this point because this is why it was so weird. Oh, oh yes, no, I was thinking of a different time when we played. Card Hero. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, so freshly drinking, uh, <laughs> we spent a week out in the middle of nowhere, getting hammered and playing computer games and watching bizarre comedies. Mm. And decided, you know what, we should write a comedy album. <laughs> we would spend, we would wake up and we would watch a box set. And we, we got through like Monty Python one day, Spaced another day, Black Books another day. You know, it was this sort of thing. And then we'd like spend all day doing that locked indoors. Evening would come, we'd have dinner, we'd be drinking. And by the time it got like seven or eight o'clock, We'd go through to the living room and just make the most obscene music. Yeah, All the influences, yeah. you know, we were we were under the influence of many things, <laughs> not not just alcohol. <laughs> Great comedy as well. And under come... the influence of alcohol and Bill Bailey. Yeah, <laughs> and it would just come pouring out of us, and we we did these like long improvised jam sessions, and it was amazing. <laughs> There's some absolute bangers came out of that. Oh my god! Like it was like a writer's retreat, you know, where musicians go off into the wilderness and and <laughs> lock themselves in a big house for a week. That's what we did. And some of these songs, uh, you actually still perform on the on the comedy circuit in Glasgow. Well, yes, um, because back then we called it all. It was Fiery Vengeance was the yes. name of the kind of group. We were going to do sketches. Ah, yeah, that's it as well. We were writing sketches at the same time. We had all sorts of ideas. Oh, yeah. And then we, the character, the character of Roly King emerged, and he was the kind of singer that did all these songs. That was that aspect. And then when I got into the live comedy stuff, I just started doing it. I started doing it as Roly King um, for the first little while, and then lockdown happened. And I took a little break, and I thought about things, and I came back just as Eddie McKenzie, um, because I thought the character thing was kind of fun, but it was getting confusing. Um, so it's all <laughs> just under the, the Eddie McKenzie umbrella. Essentially, now. you. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, uh, there are some songs that I think if I tried to play live now, I would get hung from the rafters by the mob. Um, but <laughs> yes, you would probably get cancelled. Yes, <laughs> I was, you know, eighteen, very drunk, and had been watching Monty Python all day. So that that does a lot to a man's psyche. <laughs> <laughs> Just the the sort of very immature worldview type comedy that I had at that point, very lowbrow, and um, yeah, uh, I mean, that's left. <laughs> The problem is, they're fantastic songs, but I would never let them see the light of day now. <laughs> Probably. Except for the one about BDSM. That's a cracker. People love Beautiful Darling, Simply Marvellous. <laughs> so yeah, I, um, yeah, uh, as Andrew says, uh, in my live comedy escapades, I play mo- quite a lot of the songs live still, yes. The one about dinosaurs, um, the one about not being a paedophile, um, they're, they're great. People love them. Um, we need to look back at the 
at the back catalogue and see if we can salvage some more as yeah, like a sort of that, that was a project we were we were going to look at before lockdown. Mm, back when we had naught but time <laughs> and opportunity to do things, we'll need to look into it. Indeed, because there was some really cracking stuff. The grocery time song. I need to bring that back. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe maybe one day we'll remaster them and release them online somewhere, and people can enjoy them. Release them in the Badger Shelf shop. Yes, we could we could uh, charge for them like real artists. Sell NFTs because you get audio NFTs now. Oh God, what? I was I was thinking about minting your laugh. Oh my God! Get me on the blockchain. <laughs> but no, we are definitely not getting into NFTs because it's <laughs> horrendous. It's a scam. It's money laundering. It's just ridiculous. If you're listening, don't put money into it. It's yeah. only going to hurt you. What you can do is you can take that money you were going to spend and put it in a pile outside and burn it. And that'll look better than the friggin' monkeys you're going to buy. And if you don't have space outside to burn it, just send it to us and we'll do it for you. <laughs> yeah. Ah, just, it's the next thing in the whole tech dude bro nonsense that we're currently living through. Like, cryptocurrency has become NFTs, is becoming the Facebook metaverse. It's just appalling. Please stop. We need to, uh... Metaverse is going to die on its feet. I oh, it's ridiculous! I don't want to sound like one of these people writing newspaper articles in the 90s saying the internet's a fad, but Metaverse will not take off. All I can understand from watching things about it is they're like, ooh, it's VR, but we've had VR since the 80s, and we've had it in a workable format for at least a decade now. Like, it's not revolutionary. It looks like shit. If I'm quite honest, <laughs> the demos that I've seen look like absolute ass. And PS PlayStation VR two looks incredible. Oh, is there like a sequel? Uh, oh yes, a, a new model. Oh my god. Oh, it's like like spec wise. Um, like have a look if you're interested in VR. Look at PS VR two. Um, it looks like it's going to be absolutely incredible for immersive gaming. Oh, that's the sort of VR that is cool. Like, I've, I played Iron Man VR at yours, and that was amazing. I want to do that. I want to be a little Iron Man guy. I don't want to go to Tesco in my living room and go around with a shopping cart and pick things up virtually when I can shop online. Like, or they're making it more Tesco. Or even go to Tesco. If you want See, to walk around the this, this shop picking things, just It go. wouldn't even... Apparently, because um, they were they're demoing it with Walmart in America, and apparently it wouldn't even be from your home. You'd have to drive to Walmart, park up. They'd give you the headset. You put the headset on. You sit in your car, virtually shop. They bring it out to you, and then you go home again. We are actually becoming the big fat Americans from Wally. It's less efficient than what currently exists. Just go into the shop. Oh, we've got to, We've become an angry podcast. <laughs> we have. We've, we've outspoken about many things this episode. Oh goodness, it's one of those episodes, angry badgers. And we had an angry episode, and that wasn't as bad as this. <laughs> we had to force <laughs> ourselves to be angry. 
Oh, it, yeah. All the things like Silicon Valley just now. Oh, God. Just, just oh. burn it all down. Start again. Terrible. He says, sounding like a little old man. You are, you are such like a tiny old man. <laughs> what? What do you say, Sonny? Oh. But, um, yeah, Metaverse, if anyone's not looked into it, isn't alive yet. It's like in beta. It's like still mm. under under development. And there's already been multiple sexual assault cases. Oh, Jesus, what? Like, they, uh, Facebook has, is historically, famously crap at moderating anything. Mm. Like they just put let anyone put anything on Facebook, whether it's misinformation or not, because <laughs> yeah. it drives more engagement and they don't really care. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, it's just going to be another platform for people to have free reign, being as awful as they mm-hmm. want. In good lord, I mean, what's that? Um, there's that VR chat room thing that I see videos of online. Oh, there's VR chat, yes. VR VR chat. It's just called VR chat. Like, that is a complete mess. That's what I imagine Metaverse is going to be like. Just absolute unedited carnage. Just massive carnage. And you know what? We've got VR chat for that. You get some, there's some good hilarity comes out of that because everyone goes into it expecting what it is. Mm. You know, we're not going to get, like, if, if, if Facebook come out with Metaverse and like all the mums and grands start getting on it, <laughs> oh, it's just horrendous. It's what they do. These tech companies is they come along and they act like they've invented something that has been a thing for at least a decade, and expect us to be amazed that they've invented it when they haven't invented it. They've just remarketed it. Yeah, it's ninety nine percent of its marketing. Mm. It's horrendous. Oh, was this episode uh, about music? Yeah, I, I just want to listen to Weird Al and feel better. <laughs> he wouldn't stand for this shit. He would not. Ooh, God damn. Oh dear. Yeah, so that's that's the kind of takeaway today. I think is be more Weird Al. Yes. You know, I said at the start, be like Meatloaf, but now I'm saying be like Weird Al. Everyone be more, be more like Weird Al. He's so pure and hilarious and. Just the best guy. He's everyone's cool uncle, is Weird Al. Yes. <laughs> now, here's a question for you. Yes. I'm gonna. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not even gonna pretend I've, I've come up with this concept. You know about Desert Island Discs. Oh, I have heard of Desert Islands. Yes. Yes. Um, you can only for the rest of your life listen to five songs. Oh my god. What do you pick? And you've only oh my got a god. few seconds to decide before all other music is locked off from you. Oh my god! Uh, uh, oh my god! Just songs. Just five songs. This is horrendous. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, uh, oh god! Um, Tenacious D. Uh, uh, no, I can't pick. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder Boy, uh, um, Meatloaf, Bad Out of Hell. We need one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, 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 oh God, I don't know. This is horrendous. It is. It's uh, horrible to pick, actually. Uh, to, I'll, I'll, I'll change. I'll change. I'll change the the question so you can pick three artists to listen to. Oh God, uh, 
<laughs> Tenacious D. Yep. Um. Oh, Weird Al Yankovic. Let's pull yep. him. Um. And let's let's go with Meatloaf. Let's keep with the theme of the show. <laughs> Boom. But yep. even then, I'd be like, but what about others? Oh my god. We'll go with them. That's a good mix. Because basically, if you listen to Weird Al Yankovic, you can listen to any music. You can listen to nearly any song. <laughs> oh. oh, that's tough. I can't, the problem is I can't even think of songs. And then I would pick some, and then I'd think of others and go, no, those ones. Yeah, oh. it's, it's an impossible, impossible task. What would you think? Oh, so for me, it would actually be Weird Al. Yeah. Charlie Daniels. Oh. And Queen. Oh, Queen! Yes, bruv. You haven't even mentioned Queen. Oh, that was another huge... Like, yeah, Andrew and Queen. It's like strawberries and cream. That's nice, that rhymes. <laughs> like, you guys, it's like the ultimate partnership, Andrew and Queen. How have we not talked about Queen yet? It's, it's ridiculous. Uh, it just goes without saying, I suppose, at this point. Yeah. It's your thing. Yeah. Queen is... Uh, I think that was my first album, was Queen's Greatest Hits. <laughs> oh, banger after banger. Mm, yeah. Queen is just incredible. There's a lot of people that like, don't like Queen. You talk to them and then... Like, oh, what about, what about this song? Oh, that's actually quite good. What about that song? That's actually quite good as well. They just, they just don't like the same ones that are always on. Like, um, oh, like we are the champions. We are the champions. We will rock you. And... We will rock you. Um, another one bites the dust. Yeah, they think of like the the big singles, but the ones that have been overplayed oh to death. And then you you show them some of the other stuff, and they're such a varied band. Mmm. It's like you go from Another One Bites the Dust to Princes of the Universe. Yeah, oh my god. You know? The show must go on. And you know what? Bohemian Rhapsody is probably one of the best songs of all time. God, it really is. And it's ludicrous that it was a number one single because it's it's got operatic sections. It doesn't have a natural structure. It's got, like, weird scats and, like... <laughs> lyrics about nothing and it was a number one single and it's it's just the power of queen they somehow turned this unsellable song that no no record label was touching and then it became a hit one of the, the biggest songs song. of all time oh madness talent oh dear that is tough desert island discs i've never actually i've never actually listened to desert island discs i have no idea what the actual format is i just know it's like you have to pick uh, what to listen to on your desert island it's quite charming yes it's basically like a sort of long form casual interview and they have a chat with a celebrity and then they pick some songs and they so they name a song and then they do a little bit about why and it's all very heartwarming very charming radio very nice um quite, quite. and as a as a man who wants to be you know deliciously famous the concept of being invited on desert island discs fills me with terror <laughs> it's like so, you know the the one thing I'll need to prepare for <laughs> in life. <laughs> oh God! Oh. I can't pick just some. I, my, I flip around too much. I know it's it's cause music is such a fluid thing. You can be like into a genre one day and then thinking of something else the next day. Yeah, I'll never like, understand these people that only listen to like one type of music or even one artist. Oh yeah, or just one like. They just listen to what's on Radio One or whatever. It's, yeah. They just listen. 
passive listening, you know. I, I don't quite get that either. Um, it's not as bad as the the blinkers some people have, but the ones mm. that just sit and wait for the radio people to tell them what's popular, and then that's what they listen to. Yeah, it's... I mean, it's a huge section of the public. A massive part of the population are just passive music listeners. And that's fine, you know, that's, that's their interest in it. But, um, yeah, it freaks me out. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I used to, talking about blinkered views, yeah, I used to be quite a music snob. I used to be a real asshole, And I have my moments these days, but I like to think I'm more chill. You know, I try and uh, broaden my mind and try new things. That's the thing. I, I, especially recently, I've been trying to listen to stuff I wouldn't normally listen to to find new stuff I might like. Mm. Um, I've been boring, boring my dad's car for the last the last week because mine's in the garage. And uh, I've just left his, his CD in it. And there's a song, a song from Beautiful South. Um, so you'll probably be familiar with the one, Don't Marry Her. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Now, I'd only ever heard the radio edit, which is the one that's also used in like TV and films as background music. Oh, yes. So I'd, you're familiar with the proper version. I am quite familiar. With yeah. So for anyone listening that doesn't, doesn't quite know, um, you'll probably have heard the song in things like Don't Marry Her. Have me, yep. But apparently, the, the original that was banned version <laughs> is "Don't marry her, fuck me," <laughs> and it just completely changes the tone of the song. <laughs> oh, and that was a bit surprising as I was driving along. Oh yeah, the the beautiful self are one of these bands that were like pop stars. They were they were like pop darlings, and also. Weird, really like weird Randy Buggers. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of their songs are just so odd. <laughs> and they become singles somehow. It's amazing. Again, it's, so yeah, it's the unconventional single. It's hide, yeah, it's hiding the weirdness behind a catchy hook. That's the secret. Yeah. They are geniuses. Um, we'll have to, we'll have to learn from them before we release all the fiery vengeance material. <laughs> oh, man. Because there's, there's the other one where it's like, it's basically about a couple having like a massive breakdown and like fighting, but it's so catchy. Oh, yeah. Huh. How does that one go? Um, oh, I'll need to look at it. I need, need a little time to think things over. And she's like, you had a lot of time and you turned it into, and it's like, oh, it's so good. But it's really catchy. But you listen to the lyrics, and you're like, oh my God, this is dark. You know, hmm. the beautiful self. Goddamn. I'm gonna to have to listen to, to a lot more of their stuff because mm. that uh, Rotterdam, probably one of their one of their more famous songs. Oh yeah, uh, that was stuck in my head a couple of weeks ago when I started listening to it. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're one of these bands I wouldn't think of, but I actually really enjoy their music. Yeah, it's um because it's the songwriter Paul something like the ma- the the male singer is amazing because he was in a band. Oh, what's this other band called? It's great great memory today. Um, Paul something, one of the best songwriters, one of the best songwriters in Britain, you know, and he just is able to craft incredibly catchy songs with some of the weirdest dark lyrics. So good. (laughs) The House Martins, that was his other band. They had that song, um, Happy Hour. Hmm. What a good place to be, what a need, and it's all about, you know, working all week and getting drunk because it's the only thing that brings you joy, essentially, 
and the drudgery of nine to five work. But they're like, oh, what a good place to be. I don't ever do. And it's so happy, but really dark at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Paul, Paul something. Paul something. I don't know his name. You know who he is. What's he called? Paul House Martins. Let's do a Google. Paul Heaton. Paul Heaton. Yes. Beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Can't wait to go and listen to some music now. Yeah. I think I've figured my afternoon out. Just sit with some oversized headphones and listen to some mm, albums. Take it in. Oh, I love music. It's like that. I love when, I, when, I, when I'm excited about music, when I find something new and it just tickles that part of the brain and you're just like, oh, this is, this is magic, you know? It's like conveying emotion through vibrations. It's just magic, you know? It doesn't make sense, but I love it. <laughs> I don't understand it, but it's wonderful. One of the things I read recently... Um... Music is is one of the the the, the universal constants. Mm. I can't remember the, the actual phrasing they used, but basically all these cultures and civilizations that developed completely independently of each other. There's certain things that all of them like eventually come up with. I think it was like so. Music's one of them, or flood myths. I think was another. Oh, yeah. Uh, two second. I'm gonna have a look at this because it was very very bizarre. Like Noah flood myths. Yeah. Mm. But like every civilization at some point has had like some sort of legendary flood or flooding event or because it's just the sort of thing that absolutely would wipe out everything. So you're going to tell stories about it. It's cataclysmic. Yeah. (coughs) But yes, also music. (laughs) Humans always end up making music. Oh, yeah. So yeah, we'll have to make some music. because it's um, it's like naturally within us. It's the the rhythm of life. It's the 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 vibrations of the universe. You know all that wankery. But it's <laughs> natural. You know it's humans good. are we're musical people. It's very endearing. You know, there's that wonderful fact I love where where when you listen to a new piece of music, endorphins are released. Mm. Like discovering a new music actually makes your brain happier. Yeah. Like, it releases the serotonin. It's an amazing fact. Oh, it makes me so happy. <laughs> mm. Explains why people are constantly making new music, even though there's probably enough songs now for someone to sit and listen to for their entire life without crossing over with anything. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's impossible to listen to everything. That's the kind of beauty of it. It's like walking into an enormous library and... Knowing that you'll never read everything, but you're, you know, in awe at the creativity in front of you. Mm. Brilliant. Ah, music. You'll definitely not have any time to listen to music when you're listening to podcasts all the time. (laughs) Exactly. So just listen to our podcast, talk about music. Best of both worlds. Win-win. Yes. And if uh, you've got any musical comments, come and find us in the usual places. Yep, you'll find us on Discord in well, Spotify. I've tried adding questions to episodes. That's a, a weird oh. thing if we're still using Spotify by the time this comes out. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> um, but there's also Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I post all, oh, the, yeah. dis- all, the, all the locations in the episode description. The main boy is Discord. We like a good chat on there. The Discord Fun is, community. is such a, like, a lovely, lovely community of people. Oh, yeah. And we always want new cameras, so come along, get involved. Fill um, your boots. 
I'd also just like to apologise to um, everyone for the horrendous quality of Ed's microphone in the last episode. Oh no. (laughs) Somehow, I had the microphone that, I don't know what was in it, but it was picking up every phone signal that was going on. It must be a weird, like, type of wiring. Eddie is now banned from supplying new um, hardware for these recording sessions. <laughs> I don't understand the technology. Mm. Hopefully this one sounds much better. We're yes. back to our usual setup. Back to, back to the normal. You've been exiled to the, the central belt. <laughs> I'm back when I belong. Not far enough. Back down the road. Oh. But yes, come and come and talk to us. Come and tell us your favourite songs, artists, albums, or if you think Weird Al is actually overrated, uh, come and make yourself known so we can act accordingly. Fight you. <laughs> we can do the well, necessary. Bloody have you. But yes, you thank could. you. Uh, thank you all for listening. Um, thank you. It's been quite a it's quite, quite a bizarre episode, but uh, I've I've enjoyed it. Yeah, it's one of these ones where we had a sort of theme and we had a few points and then a lot of it was just lovely nostalgic warbling Ah, and going off on tangents, which is what the people want, I believe. Exactly. It's all about us. It's all about the chat, isn't it? It's all about shooting the shit. Indeed. (laughs) But I'll uh, I'll shut up now because I need to go and have some lunch. Exactly. You not only told them the exact day (laughs) we're recording... (laughs) You've given away <laughs> that it is early afternoon. Oh, no. I can't be trusted with anything. Well, the episode will be oh, out on dear. time, because I've been over a year now. This episode is being released on time. Ooh, very good work. Indeed. So, thank you very much for listening. Come chat to us, and we shall see you next time. Bye.